Welcome back, Everyday Business Leaders. I'm Melanie Ake, your host for today's show, coming to you from JP the Geek Studio right here in Greenwood, Indiana. I'm thrilled to have you with us today. You're going to meet Lance Patterson from Merritt Hall Insurance, and there's so much more. Remember, subscribe to our channel and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. We're excited, and here we go with Lance Patterson. Hi, Lance. Good morning. This is awesome to have you in here. I've been begging you for months to get in this seat. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a minute, and it's you're the last show of the year. Well, I'd say the worst for last. I no, <laughs> the best for last. I love you because when I met you through Aspire, you were just, hey, I'm Lance, and everybody knows Lance because you have this confidence about you, and I really wanted people to get to know who you were behind this really tall guy that oversees everybody, <laughs> and you are such a servant leader, and so thanks for coming in and sharing today. Well, thank you for this opportunity. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, where you get this vision of servant leadership, because People that know you are going to say, well, Lance, I see him everywhere. But where does that come from in your heart? I taught for 35 years. Um, and it wasn't until I understood that I was put on this earth, I was put on this planet to help other people. Now, as a teacher, that was help them get to the next grade level. As a coach, it was to get them to the next level as a coach. And I, I'm not here for any reason other than to help other people. Mm -hmm. And it shows so much because your attitude, people that have worked with you know this, you show up and say, how can I serve? And that is so different than I need this sale or I need to get this done or, or I'm going to commit to this and then not be able to really find the resources. You're such a resource person in our community. And so that's what I love about you is you have connections and you say, I might not be able to, but here's what I can help you learn or guide you into. And I know people follow you from all walks of life that you've touched. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, and I heard before the show, and I didn't know this about you, <laughs> your mom was in theater. I love theater. <laughs> Tell me how that influenced your life. We were very fortunate growing up. My mom was a seamstress. Uh, she got involved in, and when she got involved, she got us involved in the theater. Uh, community theater, a lot of stuff at Footlight as a young child. Um, gosh, my earliest memory is probably third grade um, doing things. I would be at football practice, and we'd finish football practice, and mom would come to me and say, okay, we've got to go by the theater before we go home. And I'm like, I just finished football practice, mom. She goes, I'll get you McDonald's. Well, a kid will do anything for McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the theater. I would carry the costumes in, and while she was making the alterations to the costumes and everything, I would sit and watch the rehearsals. And so I have, have a pretty extensive theater background because mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. So watching and appreciating, right? That's what I think I learned listening to you is not just having to be in the show, but being a contributor to I, everything. It, well, uh, that led to, hey, there's a child actor part here. We want you to do that. So I'm like, all right, it can't be that hard. Oh. Um, I learned the whole idea of stage presence and projecting your voice um, and all of that through 
childhood acting. And then mom really wanted me to pursue that a little deeper. And I'm like, mom, I'm an athlete. I'm not, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. So how was that? What was the trade-off like for you? Because, you know, when your parents really want you to be something and that belief that they have in you, when you start to own that yourself and you go, I think I need to go on this path, that sometimes can be a lot of conflict. Great topic for the holidays, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the hardest thing is when you realize that you don't fit into the mold that they, the idea that they have for you. That's the hardest conversation to have. Uh, when I started college, I was going to be an accountant. Mom wanted me, mom wanted me, mom wanted me mm. to be a CPA. Mm -hmm. uh, I was good in accounting in high school. I started down the accounting road in college and I realized that perhaps CPA wasn't going to be my best fit for me. Uh, I took a summer. I taught kids how to play tennis in the summertime. I took a summer job doing that. When I went back to school, I said, I want to teach. I, I want to change. And when I, you tell, tell your parents that you want to change from being a CPA to a school teacher, mm -hmm. the screams were just, I, they may still be echoing because <laughs> the parents were a little bit frustrated with that. But you're not going to make any money teaching. It's not about money. It's about making lives better. Mm-hmm. And that's what people see from you. Like owning that, if you would have, you know, really continued to believe what someone else believed for you instead of owning that belief. And that's what really people see in you. You have taken that ownership over what you want to do or what you want to learn and how you want to learn it. And so that's really that organic heart that you have that people see. Um, that's why I'm so excited to have you here today. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so when I was on vacation last week, <laughs> I went into this store in Williamsburg, and it was called the Food for Thought. So I thought it would be fun with you <laughs> to grab one of these cards because we're always talking about, you know, leadership, servant leadership, what we're doing in the community, and just uh, have you answer one of these cards. So are you game? Uh play along okay <laughs> how about if you can you uh, share the prop that i gave you today absolutely okay. let me let me put on my thinking glasses okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's great i think you're going to be able to think a lot better now i'm pretty sure i will okay. i will all right so um this one is from the top of the deck and it says children are great imitators so we just talked about this so give them something great to imitate what does it mean to be a good example? Oh, boy. Uh, that one came to me through the years of teaching and coaching. Um, when I was a young coach, I was probably not the best role model that you could see. I had the opportunity to work with some guys in Florida, and their whole model around getting better is getting smarter. And when I became a teacher of the game of baseball, I became a whole lot better coach, as it were. A mm. uh, better role model, better person. And, and that led to the servant's heart that you keep talking about is I'm here to make these kids better and get them to the next level. And that, that focus was difficult. Um, so that's... That's basically it. I love that. So they always say, too, that you learn more from your mentee than you do as a mentor. Talk about one of the experiences that rings to your heart to say, gosh, you know what? I was paying attention, and I learned a big lesson. Um, 
the students. I had a I had a student that played baseball. This is baseball. A lot of what I do reverts back to baseball. I had a student that played baseball, and I was I was hollering at him pretty good at practice. And he came up to me. He said, "Coach, I'm I'm right here. Just talk to me." And I'm like. I really felt like wringing his neck at the time because, you know, that wasn't what I wanted to hear. But then I was like, you know, if I back off a little bit, less is more. And and I became a better coach because I took the teaching and the, the instructing and the mentorship part of things mm-hmm. a lot more seriously. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, I'll put my little box away. <laughs> that is so powerful, though, Lance, because many people, right, miss that message you do mentoring or you do coaching. And so sometimes we go into things thinking that it's all really about us and it's about this title and it's about this, this being seen in the community and having this credibility and yet taking it to really understanding the heart of why you're doing it, the lessons that you're learning so that you can take this to everything else um, that you're connected to. And, and so I love um, what you stand for and how you do the do what you do, um, from coaching, from giving back in the community, from showing up at all the different events that you do, um, from being a part of the Indie Fuel, for instance, right? <laughs> and I'm a hockey player, so a lot of people may know that, and may not, but I've been playing hockey since I was seven. Wow! And I know that you do a lot with the Indianapolis Fuel here in town, the Indie Fuel. Uh, I would love to learn about your experiences from learning from the guys that are playing on the ice to the fans, like your perspective. What's that like being involved at that level? I've been very fortunate. Um, my career has taken me a lot of different places. Uh, one of those is I do a lot of work with the Indian. I'm going to, I lost, <laughs> lost good. my thinking cap. <laughs> I've done a lot of work with the Indy uh, Sports Corp, and that got me connected to the sports teams here in town, uh, whether that's the Colts, the Pacers, the Indians. I've always followed the Indians. Uh, But the Fuel and opportunities to work at the Fuel Games. And I am very blessed in that my job at the Fuel Game is to get the visiting team from their bus to the locker room, to the ice, back off of the ice, back to the locker room, back to the bus at the end of the game and getting to know the players off of the ice. Um, you see them out there I'll say getting violent on the ice. Those are, they're really good guys. They're young guys and their enthusiasm for the game is similar to what I had when I was playing. Mm -hmm. And you find that, you know, being able to kind of coach them or be in that moment and understand like, that energy comes because that adrenaline is, is the rush. <laughs> but they want to try to do something, you know, they really believe it in their heart, like, I have to do this right now. <laughs> passion. Passion is, it comes in a, a wide variety of packages. And mm-hmm. if someone is passionate, uh, pa- fans are passionate. Sometimes they're overly passionate. Um, but they're passionate about their team. And teams are passionate about what they're doing. And these are young minor league players that are wanting to get a big break and move up to the higher level hockey mm-hmm. and we're a feeder for one of my very favorite teams the Blackhawks so I love that you know we still have this in Indianapolis because sometimes teams go away 
right? Teams right. go away, and, and so we have to support them. And we're moving, right? This team's moving to the north side of Indianapolis next season. Up by the Ikea and the Top Golf up there in the Fishers area, absolutely. The new stadium's coming along very well. They've got poles. They've got walls. They're starting to uh, – they're planning on being out there for next season. Wow, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Well, I am too. I <laughs> like working at the fairgrounds. I grew up at the fairgrounds, being from the west side of Indianapolis. I used to watch the Pacers back in the day at the fairgrounds and at the Coliseum. So, and it's kind of, yeah, it'll be good, but going away from something I'm passionate about, I like the fairgrounds Coliseum. There's a lot of history there. Yep. Well, new energy, right? New people. Uh, we can hopefully support that, and and maybe we're going to learn something from that too, right? Because when you're at grassroots in sports in a, a town, and then you start to grow, we have our city's grown so much, and so that's really going to be at the spot where where it's the most heavily traffic and populated today. It comes down to corporate dollars. It mm-hmm. is what it is. That's sports this these days is a lot of corporate dollars, and they want the suites and the stadiums, and they, we don't have suites in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Well, onward and upward, right? It'll be a a great next season for us. Looking forward to it. Hi, this is Melanie Ake. When you visit everydayleaders.com, you'll find valuable resources to become a better leader in your life. Women's leadership programs, including Top Floor Women, our monthly networking events, corporate workshops, and strategic business coaching services. Discover classes and products to develop yourself, including our morning leadership devotionals, Don't forget, order one of my inspirational books, sign up for classes, or pick up some gear in the leader store. Listen to the Everyday Business Leaders podcast, apply to be a guest in our studio, or even sponsor your own commercial advertisement. Contact us today at everydayleaders.com. So tell me about your hopes and dreams. I know that what you do is serve, and I, I really was thinking about this last night, how a lot of people sell a product. And it's a physical product, like a candy cane, or a coffee cup, or a book, or a table, right? And and yet, you have really connected to something that's intangible. Talk to me about what it's like to represent a product that's intangible to help people understand the value in what you do. It is such a difference, right? And, and I think you do it so well. So I wanted you to just kind of speak into that. Well, I... When I left education, my wife says, you need to go into insurance. My wife's been in insurance for over 40 years. She said, we need people like you that care about their clients. And if you start with that, the rest is really pretty easy. Uh, I have the opportunity as an insurance agent to be a superhero. You, insurance is something that everybody needs to have. Nobody wants to have until you need it and if you have an accident or you have a fire in your home or recently we had a lot of tornadoes come through town Mm -hmm. as an agent i have an opportunity to be a superhero and put the things back that you've lost whether that's your vehicle or your house or i can't put family back but with life insurance you can make sure that the money that the the bread earner uh, was making gets replaced Mm -hmm. and so that's about helping people. I mean, my whole industry is about help. I, I'm here to help you. I really legitimately am you here to help yourself. you. And I'm, and there are times I get to be, you know, all oh, my, my rates went up. Well, I'm sorry for that. I don't set the rates. My rates went up too. I, I have to pay for insurance, guys. It's not <laughs> something that I'm selling that I don't have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bottom line is 
when a disaster or when a, a catastrophe occurs, I have the opportunity to be somebody's superhero. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. Because you're right, people don't know they need it until they have to have it, until something happens and they wish they would have planned differently. And so, but taking them through that process to understand that it's it's not something you can reach and touch and feel, but it is an emotional connection. Somebody that sells a product like that, it takes a different skill set. My education background has helped me quite a bit with that mm-hmm. um, because I, I just educate people. I, I'm here to teach you what you don't know. Um, there are a lot of people in this world that pay for insurance over and over and over again and don't have any idea what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know, I'll, I'll take the time to slow down and tell you. Uh, I'm not an order taker like uh, somebody at a McDonald's. Uh, I can't reach around behind me and grab a Big Mac if you need need insurance. I can't do that. I have to explain to you what, what is good for you, what is bad for you. And then ultimately it's your decision, Mm -hmm. but education, it comes down to the more, you know, the better you control your destiny. So for all of the listeners that we have today over the holidays and they're making decisions for 2024, what would you say would be one thing that they can get out a policy and say, I need to make sure that I'm covered for this? Oh my goodness gracious. That's a That's a tough question. Is there anything, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, I don't know that I have that on there or it's really important. And if you miss it, it could be detrimental. There's uh, more companies are going to service line interruption. That's the the pipes that go from the street, from the city into your home. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, those things weren't covered. Well, now companies are covering that. Mm. Uh, the one thing I really want people to understand is, is insurance is not a maintenance policy. Mm. It's, it's to cover catastrophic loss. And there are a lot of people that, oh, I'm going to use my insurance to get a new roof. Well, if it's because of a catastrophe, we'll cover that. But not all roof replacement needs to be that way Mm -hmm. like not all automobile stuff needs to be done by your insurance company Mm -hmm. um it's it's insurance covers the result of something result of oh gosh we could get really really deep into it Um, (laughs) laziness (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's not a maintenance thing it's there to take care of accidents and they're Mm -hmm. called accidents because they're not planned Mm -hmm. And that's why having a heart to serve is so important when you think about that, because that's the connection of I want to be taken care of, right? I want somebody to be able to comfort and take care of and ensure that things are going to be okay when you really need it. We try really hard to put people's mind at ease, because when you put your head down on the pillow at night, there are a lot of things that will keep you awake. We don't want your home or your auto or your personal being to be one of those things. Mm Mm-hmm. So talk to me about Johnson County. You are serving as an ambassador. We're on the Aspire Johnson County Chamber Alliance. I think we can say. I said that wrong. I'm sorry. (laughs) But uh, serving as an ambassador is bringing new members in and helping them understand the programs and being there as a resource. Talk to me about why you love doing that so much. It's about education, and again, it's about helping people. Uh, People don't know what the chamber has to offer. We're very fortunate here in Johnson County. We have a very thriving, uh, very vibrant chamber, and if businesses get involved with that, the more you get involved, 
the more you get to know people. Uh, a lot of it is about networking. Mm-hmm. Now, when I taught, I, I didn't understand the power of networking as much as I do now because the students had to come to me every day. Uh, I had an active, I had a captive audience day after day after day. Once I started into business, I realized they're not coming to me. I've got to get out and meet some people. You have to uh, take action, right? <laughs> I, I had a mentor that actually said, you need to get involved in networking. Well, I've, I've, I've done a lot of networking. I do a lot of networking. Uh, and in that, I know a lot of people. And if I don't know somebody, uh, I want to find out you know, fill those voids. And if I can't do something for you, I want to be able to fill that void with somebody that can. So you get out and meet a lot of people. Being involved in the chambers give me that opportunity. Uh, it's been a huge opportunity. There's a lot of different businesses here just in Johnson County. Now, having taught in Johnson County for 18 years, I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so this is my, what do they call that, center of influence right. is this area right here because I, I happen to know a lot of people in Johnson County. And I want to connect those people. There's life outside of Johnson County. I'm not saying it's the only thing for you, but there's a lot right here. We're very very fortunate. We're very blessed. Um, It's one of the biggest growing, fastest growing communities in the state of Indiana. And it's, I want to help people do that. (laughs) Well, and that's what I think about, right? The, the fuel is moving to the Northeast side. However, this is really the community that has been thriving. When we look at the last couple of years, I know we've grown over 250 members just since I've been a part of it. And I think, wow, it's because of people like you that are committing to leading our new members through the process and saying, look, there's a lot to, there's a lot to offer, but there's also a lot to connect. If you want to step in and get involved in an organization, this is a great way to do it as a business owner. We are a team. We're, we're a team and, and life is about teams. Which team are you going to be on? Are you going to be on a good team that is moving forward? Or are you going to be on a team that's not going anywhere? And, and the team that is connected with the Johnson County chamber is a very strong team from the office people mm-hmm. to the ambassadors, such as yourself and me, uh, and to the other business owners. Yep. I mean, everybody, they're like-minded. Everybody has, uh, I want to do something that can help you and helping. It all comes mm-hmm. down to helping and, and helping is all biblical. I get yes. that. Um, but it, it's a situation where how can I help you? If I can help you, eventually that will come back to me somehow, somewhere, some way. And I, that's not my goal. I don't do it to help to, to get it back to me. I do it because I genuinely care. Mm-hmm. I want to see people get better. Um, somebody helped me along the way or else I wouldn't have gotten out of the area I grew up in mm-hmm. into a different area, but somebody helped me. And so pay it forward and help somebody else. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about failure? I don't lose. I learn. <laughs> um, with failure, there's a lesson. I've, I've, there's been a lot of times in my life where I felt just a little bit short of being the championship team. I've come in second place a lot in my life. Okay, well, what are you going to do with that? Uh, and, and the whole I don't lose, I learn philosophy is there's something to be learned from that. Sometimes you have to dig very, very deeply to figure that out. But there is always a lesson to be learned from that. And experience is, is invaluable, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. Whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, I'm going to read something for you. <laughs> of course, um, every day I read this John Maxwell Daily Reader, and it's really 365 little phrases or quotes or ideas from 
all of his books and he's written like 97 books and and so but we were talking about failing forward today and it made me think like gosh all the things that you do at this point in your life to know what success really looks like or what you want it to be um this just had a had a sentence in here and I thought I wanted you to speak into this and you kind of did here it says failures are milestones on the success journey each time you plan risk fail reevaluate and adjust you have another opportunity to begin only better than last time. And, and so this talks about Thomas Edison and, and when his laboratory burned to the ground, he said, thank goodness all our mistakes were burned up. Now we can start fresh again. <laughs> and I think that is so important. The mindset that you have, like you don't know until you step out and take action and then try that thing that you can reevaluate it and say, well, what do I need to do next time to get better? Right. That's exactly correct. And and you look at a lot of the most successful people in the world. Um, they failed at some point in time. Uh, some of them failed over and over and over again. There's this mouse in Florida, uh, Mickey. <laughs> the mouse has got it figured out now. But it, Walt failed several times mm-hmm. before he could be a success. Uh, he had bankruptcies, several bankruptcies. He just... I've got this great idea and I pour my whole heart and soul into it and it went bust. Okay. I can sit around and feel sorry for myself or I can dig in and come up with something else. Mm-hmm. Walt did. Okay. Uh, the mouse is doing just fine. Uh, most of my former students will tell you that I've, I used to work at Disney and I, I enjoyed my Dude. time at Disney. So it's, yeah, the mouse has got it figured out. The mouse has got it figured out. That's, and it came from failure. <laughs> I, well, you know, and that's the that's the biggest lesson that I think this time of the season of the year that we're going to be broadcasting this, which is at the end of the year in 2023. So whatever happened through COVID, right, all those things that we're oh carrying goodness. with us. But coming back, and we talk about this all the time, coming back to those family environments that are really difficult for people to say, I have to get through this, Right. But it is looking at how did you do that before and how can you do it differently this year? How can you make a new memory? How can you serve people differently? How can you really step into seeing people where they are so that we can really grow in our relationships and our community? And I think that's the message that I want to leave with people this year is um, if you would challenge yourself or your family or your, your customers to do one thing differently to help them look towards 2024, what would that be? There is no substitute for experience. Um, it's easier to tap into somebody's experience if they've had a bad experience or if they've had a good experience as far as that goes. Tell me about an experience, something that happened to you in the past that's got you set up for the future. You're right. This is a time of year when a lot of people are very reflective and reflect back mm-hmm. on what has happened this year. This year has gone by so quickly for me that I, and it all runs together. And quite honestly, that's happened on post COVID a lot. I couldn't tell you when COVID happened. It's, it seems like it just happened yesterday, but that's been several years ago. Uh, and there's a threat of another outburst coming soon. So what have we learned from that? Well, we have to take some steps to make sure that it doesn't get to that level again. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do I want? I want people to be able to look at their past and figure out, What has been a success? Okay, let's tap into the success. What has been a failure? Okay, let's avoid that failure before, that experience that, you know, my my engine blew because I didn't properly maintain the oil. Well, 
okay, car maintenance is important. Let's make sure we do that. Or, you know, my house burnt down because I wasn't paying attention to the grill on the back porch and things took off from there. Thanks okay, <laughs> let's, let's pay a little more attention mm-hmm. when we do something like that in the future. So it's, it's got to do with experience. And the younger folks that I share time with mentoring, I, I try to pass on those experience, my experiences so that you can learn from my experiences instead of having to suffer through um, my personal failures yourself. Well, it's um, if we don't start to become better leaders, right, in our community, I think showing people that we're going to go the way, <laughs> we're going to try to show them the way and really be a part of it. And so being that mentor that you are, being able to really help, help people identify with you, I think that's your organic authenticity, that everything that you've done, the people that you touch, they listen to you because you're just Lance. I'm just a guy. I'm a poor working schmuck like everybody else. (laughs) I've had a lot of life experiences and I'm willing to share those experiences with anybody that will take the time to listen. Mm -hmm. Well, I so appreciate you coming by today. This has been really awesome to have you as the kind of the end cap show for the year to help people get inspired, to help them think about the things that they need to do assessments that they need to make and how they can make a change for 2024. Well, thank you very much for that opportunity. This is great. Great. And we'll see you at the next Aspire event, I'm sure, at Coffee Connections or somewhere in the community. I will be involved in the community somehow, somewhere, (laughs) some way for a long time to come. See you at the fuel game. (laughs) There we go. All right. Thanks, Lance. Let's go fuel. Have a Merry Christmas. You do the same. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in today to the episode with Everyday Business Leaders in Lance Patterson. We hope you had a great time growing and thinking differently about your business, how to be involved in our community, and remember the growth of journey and innovation never ends. And it's our mission to keep bringing you the best insights from our local community. So stay tuned for more episodes filled with wisdom, innovation, and inspiration. This is Melanie Ake signing off from JP the Geek Studio, where better IT service is just a call away. They say own it, secure it, and protect it. Until next time, don't forget, subscribe to our channel and turn those notifications on so you'll never miss an episode. Everyday Leaders helps you to develop strategies to become a better leader in your life. And remember, just like what Lance said, it's not what you do in a day. It's what you do every day that makes the most impact. Thanks for joining.